Hallelujah. If you'll turn your Bibles with me to 2 Kings chapter 13. 2 Kings chapter 13. If you're there, say amen. We're just going to dive right into the word this evening. Beginning in verse number 14. The Bible reads like this. Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, wherefore he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand Upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. And then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. Turned to your neighbor and said, Shot. He said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance. And the arrow of the deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians at Aphek till thou hast have consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows, and he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground, and he smote thrice and stayed, or he stopped. And the man of God was wroth with him. And said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times, then, then haddest thou smitten Syria till it haddest consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Let us pray tonight. God, we come before you. We thank you for your word and its anointing and its power. God, we thank you for the worship team ushering us into the presence of God. And Lord, I feel your spirit here and I feel that there's a word that you want to deliver to your people tonight. And God, I ask that this word would be applied to their lives. And Lord, let us look at things differently. And Lord, let us not be hesitant to jump into the things that you are revealing to us and leading us into in these times. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. And the church says, Amen. Just real quickly, turn to your neighbor and say, this is my shot. Wow. Turn to your other neighbor that wasn't as backward as the neighbor you told the first time and say, this is my shot. If, if you're playing basketball with TJ, it's always his shot. Uh, TJ don't even know what an assist means. And, and, and he, he likes to shoot the ball, if you will, because every opportunity that he has, every time he goes down the court, it's an opportunity for him to score. Right, TJ? Threes all day. Right? <laughs> so, 
Say, it's my shot. Say it one more time. It's my shot. We see here that we come in to really a sad story. We come into this story and we see that the prophet Elisha who has operated in anointing and power is dying. And as he's on his deathbed, he gets a visit from the king of Israel. And Israel right now is, is not Israel as a whole, but it is divided in two kingdoms, Israel to the north, Judah to the south. And King Joash comes to him, and he, he, he's coming to him, and it appears that he's mourning with him. But really, King Joash is in a very tight spot. He's in a very tough situation. You see, the Syrian army has surrounded him, and they have bombarded uh, uh, territories that surround him. They've even come at Judah to the south, and, and they, they, have, they, they have a force that, that just they can, the Israelites cannot reckon with, they cannot defeat. And, and really, Joash makes this journey because his back is against the wall, and he needs divine intervention, and he needs divine direction for his life and for his kingdom. So what happens in this story, and I know I, I'm just rephrasing this for you because I really want you to understand what's going on here, is the man of God says, I want you to grab bow and an arrow and arrows, and I want you to open up the eastward window, facing window, and I want you to shoot. And now we'll find that, uh, as I dove into study, many people will say that, that in verse 18, when the prophet told him to smite the ground with the arrows, that, that he physically took the arrows and struck them on the ground. But actually what he was saying is, continue to shoot the arrows, and every time that arrow falls from the sky and to the ground, it is deliverance. It is symbolic of deliverance. What was given to Joash was a divine opportunity, a divine shot, if you will. What is opportunity? Opportunity can simply be defined as it is a good chance for advancement or progress. And if your back's against the wall, which way would you like to go? You would like to go forward. Joash is presented with an opportunity to move forward in victory or stay where he is and see his kingdom fall. And, and I want you to understand that he, the prophet instructs him not only to take the bow and arrow, but to open that eastward facing window. And I, I want to bring it to today, if you will, because how many has ever heard the term a window of opportunity? And that is what the church of Jesus Christ has been granted in the time that we're living in. We have been given a divine shot. We have been given a window of opportunity to experience victory and to experience the fullness of what God has for us. We have the opportunity to experience revival and restoration. I believe that. I believe in the American church we have the opportunity to reach our communities like never before but you have to take the shot because we have been given a good chance for advancement and progress but we must choose to take it Albert Einstein once said in the middle of difficulty lies an opportunity 
in the middle of difficulty, in the middle of difficult times, how many would say that we live in difficult times right now? The, the, the writer of, and I quote this so often, the writer of The Art of War that was written in the 12th century, Sun Tzu, the Chinese general, he said, in the midst of chaos, there is always an opportunity. There is always an opportunity. And it was once said by, by someone that excuses will always be around, but opportunities will not always be around. We can always come up with an excuse not to do what God is asking us to do. Or we could take the opportunities that God has given and say, this is my shot to do and what God is calling me to do and to be obedient. Wayne Gretzky, the greatest hockey player ever. I know that is not very popular in this region, and it's not very popular in my life, but if there's one name I know in hockey, it is Wayne Gretzky, all-time leading scorer. No one's ever come close to his records. And he, he said pretty much what TJ said a few minutes ago. He says, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Now, TJ, that doesn't mean you can't pass the ball next time we play basketball. But you miss an opportunity if you don't take it. You miss an opportunity if you don't take it. But I want us to realize also something about this story. And Garrett, I'm going to have you come and help me out tonight. Just come up here. I want you to grab the bow. I want you to grab the arrows. I want you to clip them on your belt. And I'm, I'm going to get to you in a second. I'm just giving you time to get ready. I want you to understand something tonight. That Elisha dying was no ordinary death. It was a big deal. Because for years and years, the Israelite people had been surrounded by a spiritual dynasty, if you will, with Elijah and Elisha. And I want you to know that in, in the American church, excuse me, in the American church, my, 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 my father, my grandfather, my, my grandfathers, uh, men of God, generals of the faith, we are seeing men and women of God that have plowed the fields, that have planted seeds for years and years. We are now starting to see them come to the end of their walk on this earth. We are seeing a spiritual dynasty, a spiritual legacy literally die off before our eyes. And I began to think of generals of the faith that are left and how when I speak with some of them or I hear messages by them, uh, uh, Pastor, they're, they're, they're worried about what is to come and, and they want to see the church prosper and they want to see the church uh, live righteously and holy and they want to see the church walk in victory just like Elisha wanted to see Joash uh, go better and, and go further than he ever went. He, he wanted him to walk in a victorious life. But what he did and what our forefathers of the faith have done is they presented us with a window of opportunity in the days that we're living in. And they're saying, it's your shot. This is your chance. This is your chance. 
that all eyes are on you. You have the opportunity to bring about a revival and a renewal to a nation. Do you realize that the person, the next, the next Billy Graham, the next B.H. Clendenin, someone, they're, 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 that mantle may be on their life that is in the house tonight. Do you realize that you, one person, can change a community, can change a culture? And we've been presented with this great opportunity. But the Lord began to show me something, Garrett. I want you to come. I want you to stand here for a moment. He's Joash tonight and Elisha. He said, listen, now step up, son. Don't be afraid. He said, you take the bow, you take the arrows. And I, I believe that God's going to give you victory. Garrett, I believe that God's giving you victory in areas of your life, but I believe God is going to give you greater victory because I know what it's like. Hey, hey, we, I, I, we, we sat around last night and talked to some young people in this house, uh, and they were just real, they were just genuine, they, they were really open about their struggles. They were really open about the things that God had been speaking to their life. Uh, and I will, I will tell you right now that this generation is facing an all-out bombardment from the enemy. They are in an all-out, the enemy is in an all-out attack mode uh, against our children, against our, our young adults, uh, against our teenagers. I, listen, adults, I, I, I know there's attacks in your life. I'm not trying to put those off, but I want you to understand uh, that I, I just feel that there's something about this generation uh, because they're not afraid to say hey uh, I, I struggle but hey God has helped me overcome that they're not afraid uh, to say I, I know what it's like uh, to think that way but I also know what it's like uh, to be delivered by the power of God and, and the enemy wants to attack their testimony because their testimony has the ability to reach uh, far more than just their high school in the day that we're living in through the social media and all these, these internet platforms uh, their testimony can literally impact a culture so, so the enemy's coming out after them. And the enemy came after Joash and his back's against the wall. And, and he's asking, he's saying, I need guidance. I need spiritual guidance. And me and Pastor can attest to this, but I've talked to so many young people and so many young adults, uh, more so in the last few months uh, than, than my entire ministry. And they're saying that I know I'm called, I know I'm chosen, I, I, I want spiritual guidance for my life. And this is what Elisha does. She says, grab the bow. I want you to put an arrow in it. We ain't going to shoot nobody tonight. And he said, now draw back. Can you draw back? Just aim it up. And he came alongside. You all right there? Oh. This might not be a good idea. Let's just metaphysically say you pulled that back. Okay. No, I need to, we still need the arrow, son. Just hold on. We'll go somewhere eventually. Okay. And we ain't going to hurt nobody while we're at it. So he puts his hands on his hands. And he says, now, now, son, if you want victory in your life, now catch this. You've got to let go of some things. I knew it would get quiet on that. He said, now, son, if you want victory in your life, 
you're going to have to release some things. If you want victory in your life, you're going to have to release what, 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 you see, what, what Joash's problem was is he couldn't let go of everything. He said, you should have struck the ground, you should have shot that bow more than you did. Why? Because now you don't have total victory. You've just won some battles, but you've lost the war. What that looks like, uh, if you want me to bring that to today for you, is I'm a Christian, but all I do is go to church on Sunday, and I don't do anything else. All I do is go to church on Sunday morning, Wednesday night, pay my tithe. I don't witness to nobody. I don't live a radical life for Jesus. I I don't walk in obedience. I just want a little victory. That's what that looks like. And the prophet said, now if you wanted total victory in your life, you would have released everything. You would have let go of everything. So I want to ask you tonight, this is your shot. This is your window of opportunity. Turn to your neighbor again say, it's my shot. It's my shot. It's my chance to be vulnerable vulnerable with God, to be honest with God, and say, I'm not holding on to these things anymore. Why? Because I want victory. I don't want to just come in here on Sunday. Listen, Sunday morning was awesome. Feel some goosebumps and say, oh, wow, we had a good service. But I don't live Monday and Tuesday changed. He says, listen, young man, this is Elisha talking. He says, young man, if you want victory in your life, you've got to release everything. So I want to ask you tonight. What's still in your quiver? What arrow? What if the arrows represented something in your life? How many of you are still holding on to fear? Come on. I'm just being honest with you tonight. I I love you. But how many of you, adults included, listen, I I, I feel a boldness coming over these young people and and I know that God's working in their lives, but I want to speak to your parents for a moment. Uh, what, what, What is holding you back? Is it fear? What arrows? What things are you holding on to that you say, I can't let go of that. I I can't worship that way. I I feel the prompting of the Lord. I I feel when they worship and and they get all excited. I feel like God wants to do something in my worship, but but I'm too afraid to act that way. Or or what if God's calling you to fast, but you say, man, I got to eat, God. You don't understand. Uh, Food's how I live. I got to eat, and we can't push back the plate. And, And because really, if you get down to it, we're afraid. Of how God and the Holy Spirit will change our life. And Joash is coming to him and he's saying, man, I'm all out of options. And Elisha says, well, let go of some things. You see, Saul couldn't let go. When God told him in 1 Samuel 15 to kill everything. He said, no, I can't kill everything. I got to keep some stuff for my I got to keep some stuff for myself. I got to look good. You see, because he wouldn't release pride, it costed him his anointing. It costed him his anointing. Listen, Lot's wife uh, had a shot. Uh, she had the bow in her hands. Uh, when God came to them through two angels, uh, Lot and his family, and said, Listen, uh, you got to get out of Sodom. You got to get out of this place. Uh, God's bringing judgment here. Uh, 
I've come to give you salvation. I've come to give you hope. What he was saying is, I've come to give you a shot at redemption. But she couldn't let go of the sin and the idolatry that she had adopted in Sodom. And she had to look back and she lost her life. Why? Because she wouldn't let go of things. She wouldn't release things. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10 that he traveled with a young man named Demas. And he said, he's writing to Timothy and he says, Demas has left me. Why? Because he loved the pleasures of this world. Young person, parent, what does it represent tonight? This is your shot. This service is your chance to say, God, I'm getting right with you because I want revival. I want the freedom to worship you in spirit and in truth. God, I want to operate in the anointing. God, I want a better prayer life. God, I want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Well, listen to this Elisha, this man of God tonight. Listen to your pastor week in and week out. Listen to the voices of the prophets. Listen to the people of God, the men and women of God. Listen to the elder saints like Pastor Willie Russell that'll say let go this is your shot this is your chance this is your window of opportunity what are you going to do with it he said listen he said son I want you to grab the bow and I want you to shoot it he said I will help you put his hands on his hands and I'll tell you right now What is happening in this land is young people. I see it because I work with the young people. They're beginning to take their shots. Listen, he didn't even give them a target. He said, you just shoot the thing. Young person, what that means to you tonight, what that means for you tonight, is it don't have to be perfect. There's not a goal that you have to reach. You just have to step out. You just got to shoot. It doesn't matter if TJ misses 50 baskets. Uh, if he wins, if he hits 51, if he hits one out of 50 and it's the game winner, that's all anybody else will ever remember. Why? Because he kept taking the shots. Sorry to preach on you tonight in your game, but haters going to hate, right? Okay. You know I love you. Okay. Get a haircut, son. All right. <laughs> that's a haircut. Okay. We ain't going to talk about that. All right. But what God is saying is, this is your shot. What pastor's been preaching about, this is your shot. Parents, that that tug that you felt here on Sunday morning as pastor just began to lay it out, what he was saying is, this is your shot. Don't miss it. And he said, said, now son, I want you to shoot these things, and I want you to release it. And he only shot three times, and he said, what have you done? You can give me that quiver. You can sit down. What you do? Okay. Turn to your neighbor again and say, this is my shot. I want you to know what God is asking tonight. What do these, what do these represent for you? I believe what God has has instructed me to tell you tonight. Your victory depends on what you're willing to let go of. Bitterness. Hey, let's talk about bitterness. 
Release it. I know they did you wrong. I know they talked about you up one side, down the other, and told the preacher and everybody else's preacher about you. But listen, it doesn't matter. Release it. Fear, release it. Anxiety, release it. Depression, release it. Whatever hinders your worship, let go of it. I'm telling you, I feel that right there. Whatever hinders your worship, because there have been some people that say, I haven't felt God in months in worship. I haven't felt Him in the preaching. I haven't felt Him in my personal prayer life. Listen, what are you holding on to? What are you holding on to? What the man of God was saying is, Joash, why didn't you empty yourself? How much victory do you want tonight? How much authority, how much power of the Holy Ghost do you want to dwell in your life? Will you empty yourself? It's your shot. Listen, church. If Joshua didn't let go of his plans, if he didn't release his plans and embrace God's plans, they never would have won the battle of Jericho. If Gideon would have never released the fear that he had on his life as he was in the threshing floor, hiding when the angel of the Lord appeared to him, if he would have never let go of the fear in his life, tore down the altars of idols, he would have never had victory in his life. But it goes on for Gideon because if he would have never let go of 22,000, if he never would have let go of the 9,700 and had 300 men to go into battle, if he wouldn't let go, of, he had more than enough. He said, listen, I I got a good plan. We got men now. We can do this. And God said, what you have is not what I want. Let it go. Release it. He released them and saw victory through 300. Why? Because he said, I'm willing to empty myself. I'm willing to believe in the Word of God. I'm I'm willing to believe in the Elisha in my life. I'm willing to believe my pastor. I'm willing to believe the men and women of God I've put in authority in my life to keep me accountable and I'll listen to them when they say hey this is your shot this is your chance you have to let these things go you have to empty yourself because if you want revival like you say you want it I'll tell you this it may cost you everything but you will inherit everything you say what does that mean it may cost you time on your schedule it may cost you food it may cost you fear and stepping out and overcoming some things but I want you to know what you will inherit you will inherit joy you will inherit peace you will inherit souls you will inherit strength you will inherit power you will inherit purity you will inherit holiness you will inherit righteousness I want you to know tonight PTC Ministries it is your shot it is your shot if they'll come to the music tonight What is it? What is it? What's the arrow representing your life? Listen, Elisha ain't going to be around forever. Brother, Pastor Wilkerson, general of the faith, gone. We H. Clendenin, gone. Men that maybe the world didn't hear of, but regionally. Men in the holiness movement, men and women of God that just practiced in a 
just a power and authority on their life. Guess what? They're gone. For some of you, your mama's gone. Your daddy's gone. Your mama and papa, they're gone. We've all walked through those things in life. But my Bible tells me in Hebrews chapter 12, seeing also that there are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. What does that mean? Is everybody's looking with the window of opportunity. Everybody's looking down from the portals of glory and saying, this is your shot. This is your shot. Is busyness going to steal revival? No, I'm going to let it go. Is fear going to hinder you from witnessing? Is fear going to hinder you from worshiping? Is fear going to hinder you from being baptized in the a Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, is fear going to hinder you? My Bible tells me this in Romans chapter 8. For we have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, and the Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. What is Paul saying? Don't go in bondage again to fear. You've got to let it go. Do you want to be heirs of the anointing? Do you want to be joint heirs with Jesus Christ? You can't have fear in your life. What is it tonight? What is it? What's the arrow? Is it anxiety? My Bible tells me in Philippians 4 and 6, be careful or be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Don't be anxious, just pray. Why? 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 Why shouldn't I be anxious, man? You, you don't know what's going on in my life. Because what God is saying through Paul in that passage of Scripture is what, what happens when anxiety comes on your life. You need to pray. Why? Because prayer tells God, I'm letting go. What is it? It's your shot. The window... It's closing. The window is closing. It's your shot. If you stand with me across the house tonight. I feel this for someone in this house tonight. Is it your past? Young person? Is that it? Is that it? The things that nobody else has known about? The things you've looked at? The things you've done that nobody else knows? Is that it?
let it go. If Jesus can let it go, you can let it go. He said, well, I can't forgive myself. Jesus forgave me. The maker of the universe forgave you. Let it go. What is it? Church hurt? Let it go. Let it go. Someone said something. Someone did something. Let it go. I, I don't, again, going back to that quote, excuses will always be there. When people say to me, well, I just don't want to go to church because there's a bunch of hypocrites. Well, I don't go to church because of the hypocrites. I go to church because Jesus is my Savior. Hypocrite didn't save me. I don't go to church for everybody else. I go to church because God is worthy. Whatever it is, You've got to let it go. That man of God looked at that young king, his back against the wall in desperation, and he said, son, it's your shot. How free do you want to be? Because what you're not willing to let go of will hinder you from victory. What you're not willing to release will hinder the anointing that God will place on your life. If you can't empty yourself, He can't fill you up. So when I ask you tonight, TJ, Cameron, do you care to pick these up? I told, I told you we weren't going to hurt nobody tonight. I leave you with this. That same passage of Scripture that tells us there is a great cloud of witnesses also says, let us set aside, let us lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Listen, I want you to know what that verse is saying is you've got to let it go. Put it off. Lay it aside. Paul said this in Philippians 3. He says, Brethren, I count myself to be apprehended by this, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God and Jesus Christ. What he was saying is, I've let go. I forgot the things behind because there is something far greater ahead of me. Listen, the enemy has come. He's tried to bombard your life. He's tried to manipulate situations in your family. He's tried to do things in this church. And he's tried to divide. He's tried to do all kinds of things. But I want you to know this tonight. That the divine direction of the Lord is this is your shot. Let all these things go. Let all the distractions pass by. And say, God, I want revival. I told you I want revival. My life wants revival. So I'm going to put myself in position to receive revival. So I ask you tonight, whatever it is, come to these altars. Let it go. If it's hindering your worship, let it go. No matter what it is, these altars are open tonight. Come. Because who the Son has set free is free indeed. And the truth shall set you free. Know that tonight. So come.
come. Find yourselves a place to pray and say, God, whatever it is, I'm not going to be weary in well-doing. I'm not scheduling you out of my life. I'm emptying myself. I have nothing left but you, God. I have nothing left but you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I have nothing left but you. Hey everybody, Pastor Ron. I pray that today's message and program has been just a great blessing to you. And I just uh, am so thankful that we had the privilege to come into your home today or wherever you may be watching. I would encourage you to uh, continue to follow us. We're on all of the major social media platforms. Uh, we have podcasts that you can follow us with. I would encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. Our information's on the screen. And uh, if we've been a blessing to you, please contact us. Let us know. And we look forward to sharing the word of the Lord with you again uh, next time. God bless you. We'll see you soon.